Um, it's not a distraction. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody views it as, as that. Um, it's just a post at the end of the day. Um, if we want to mess with you guys every now and then, we, we have the right to do that. It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Yay! Steve. And thing, and also Daryl. Hi, uh, at Daryl J. Brian. What's going on, bro? Yes, uh, how's it going? Oh, lots, mm. lots is going on. What's it's so tasty? It's tasty. It's, well, it's tasty. <laughs> it's tasty is one word. I'm exhausted. Mm. Yes, yeah, I'm exhausted. But he speaks. He finally yeah. speaks. But it's a, bit like that scene. it's a bit like that um, scene. It's a bit like the Wizard of Oz. You know, mm. it's at the end when they like to find the little guy in the booth, and he's like not as brave and ballsy as he sounds. That's how this sort of panned out. I don't want to clap our backs, but hang on, slap it back. We we have been saying this. Yeah, we said this is how it would play out, and it has. He's back, baby. Mm. There's so much um, more to digest, Daryl. But I guess here here's a here's a question for you. What happens when you have no leverage? What, this what is what happens, happens. Yeah, exactly what happens is I've got a list of like the thing is if you were to just take that and by the way we're talking majority of this podcast I'd say about the presser where he uh, speaks answers questions for half mm. an hour it was brilliant you should watch it it's absolute go it's it's box office stuff but look at it if you were to just listen to this in a vacuum and ignore the frenzy that's been going on for the last seems like seven years now right yeah this off season has been ridiculously exciting for everybody but anyway um if you just look at that as a stance and these lists of demands are going, yeah, they all, they all sound fine. Mm. Um, so why would you go like, ha- basically it's the equivalent of me handing in my notice because I wanted an extra blue pen because my blue pen had ran out of ink and I wanted another one. So mm. I resign, hand in my notice, cause all sorts of trouble. And then I go, I just wanted a, a blue pen. And then they go, yeah, okay. Here's a blue pen. Except what happened in this instance is he has a list of demands and the Packers go, yeah, no. What I basically learned of all this is these are all the things I want. And everyone goes, oh yeah, okay, they sound great. Did you get them? No. Anyway, I'm looking forward to being back. It's great. I love my team. Yeah. I love my coaches. Yay. I just, there's so much to unpick. Let's start. Start from the beginning. We'll start. Well, where I want to start, actually, if I may, was off the top of the dome. Uh, uh, to, I don't know why I say that, because it doesn't mean what I say it now means, because um, I'm not freestyling. Well, I, I kind of am. I kind of am. Well, but um, this, this but, is a very freestyle podcast. I put out on my personal Twitter, which is at NFL. Um... I put it, give me a follow. Um, so, or don't, I don't care. Um, so, I, well, I do care, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't. You should look it up. You should look it up, yeah. people. You should Yeah, you should look, look that up. up. Yeah, yeah, that's look a fact. Um, I put out on my personal Twitter and I got a bit of blowback, but it's one of those blowbacks there that you know when you respond with what you mean because they don't get it and then yeah. they don't respond and then you go, mm, yeah. because you know that they don't have I don't want to play anymore. So here's how it went out and I'll, I'll try to be brief in my briefs um i i put out <laughs> i've never briefs. seen briefs means undies oh some willies went there so i <laughs> i put out that um i've never seen players so willing to troll their own fan base uh than the players this off season this horrendous off season right now was mm. i being cryptic no was i talking about the packers players yes will i name those packers players well, okay, yeah, then. um david bakhtiari did it uh, that's yeah that's what that's what annoyed me to make me put it out uh Devontae adams did it um 
Zadari Smith kind of did it by accident, I think, when he started putting out about as anybody got a realtor on Green Bray. It's just, yeah. you know, and he clarified it, but he's the only player to clarify it who deliberately wasn't. So what am I getting at? So Devontae Adams deliberately and intentionally was trolling what he thinks is the media. And he's after saying that because he came out and said it in that clip. I've played it, right? Because they asked him about that what last dance tweet. Mm, yeah. or Instagram or whatever the hell it was who cares it's real do you know what comes into my mind remember that show Sweet Valley High where oh. like the, the characters were like remember it was like a wonky donkey on the no. Saturday morning no, I'm whatever. going to refuse I'm going to refuse to know what this is pretending I never saw it yeah but we we, we did not we sit watched. there together yeah. eating our Rice Krispies Watching, watching Sweet Valley High. No, we didn't. It's the one where, you know, the high school students were at least 45 years of age, um, but yeah, they yeah. put them in a miniskirt, so apparently they're young. Yeah. Um, and it goes, Sweet creepy. Valley, Sweet Valley High. Something like that. But yeah. I, I, something like that. I don't remember don't look the song, it up. word for word, but don't look don't it up. Look it's probably a fact. Um, so look, it's, it's real high school stuff. So this is what they were doing. And this was my point, right? And uh, Kurt Kozad, um, who came back as usual, quoting everything, mm-hmm. um, and just saying, if you know, if you're dumb enough to fall for it, well, then that's all you're. And I said, look, Kurt, it's not about fan intelligence here. It's about the fact that the players would go out of their way to tweet this crap. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about Devontae's tweet of "You never know what you got till it's gone," and then not contextualizing that because obviously he wants to mess with people, right? And I and I get here in a sec. Um, Aaron, or who's what's his name? Uh, Aaron, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron, Ian Rappaport Aaron, comes out. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. So Ian Rappaport came out and said that uh, just before the news, this was the news breaking that Rodgers was actually going to tuck his tail between his legs and come back. Mm-hmm. Because as we said, he's got no leverage, right? And we're, we're going to get into the sort of nuts and bolts of it. So he came back and David Bakhtiari, who had pictures with A-Rod on his Instagram most recently, uh, Ian Rampaport said, you know, close friends of Aaron Rodgers tell me that he's coming back. So then back to Ari piles on by coming out and going, well, I guess I'm not close friends then. Now, you sort of go, oh, well, he didn't know and it had to be clarified. But why doesn't he clarify that behind the scenes instead of deliberately causing yeah. pain to people by coming out and stirring up some more media? Now, you know, I yeah. can go into that further. Also, what I'm talking about is this last dance post because we find out that the negotiations break down with Devontae Adams. Uh, according to his presser spoiler alert he wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league he thinks he's earned that uh, he has earned that because he's amazing uh, mm-hmm. but we, you know there's another talking point there so he comes out with this last dance stuff he turns around and says is that oh you know we're willing to mess with you guys here's my point and uh, a guy called Sam Mendoza he came out as well on, on my Twitter and responded to me and said like it's nice to see these players get their own back but I said get their own back on who and he says yeah. well the media let me just get this straight for everybody who's confused, including Devontae Adams, who obviously doesn't get the point here. When you do this, because we had Matt, Matt, Matt on the podcast, Schneid, man. and he's a career journalist. Career journalists don't give two jacks about whether, you know, it hurts anybody or what the fans think or what the stress it's causing. And I know it's a football game and everyone needs to get over themselves, but they, they don't care. They just want the story. The only thing that helps media in a media-starved world, particularly in the off-season, is clickable stories, which is why Adam Schefter went and released this bomb in February. It's And that, yeah. what, what did the media get from, oh, well, well, let's get back at you guys. They got exactly what they wanted. Yeah. They got clicks. Yeah. because And why did they get clicks? They get clicks because Fans get freaked out and they click mm-hmm. on the garbage, right? And this isn't coming from the clown that is Adam Schefter or the person who wants to create the story and he's very good and I read stuff all the time and, and I respect him, Matt Schneidman. But Schneidman. This, this gives these boys stories uh, to put out. So 
how are they getting at the media again by doing this? The only person in my mind that gets hurt by all of this is the fans. So the players of the team are now going out of their way to troll the fans, basically, because they're giving the media exactly what they want. So they're peddling this, uh, you know, bullshit about how it's their last time. Got to respect what you're calling. He's never coming back and whatever. Um, Now, how serious is this for some fans? We've fans out there that have Green Bay tattoos. Arguably, that's a mistake, but I can understand why they do because we're all passionate. Me and you devote an inordinate amount of time of our lives devoted to the Packers. So I basically have a tattoo, uh, you know, Green Bay tattoo, tattooed to my goddamn forehead, right? Because the amount of time that we spend doing this stuff. Now, is that air fault? Yes. Is Is it the person's fault who names their kid after a Packer player if that Packer player turns sour? Of course it is. But it's an indication from me, from you, from all of these people with tattoos and children and all the rest of just how much they, they feel they are invested in this sport. Mm-hmm. So when the players come out and say all of this, and I'll, I'll end with this, Daryl, and you can dive in feet first. It's akin and as stupid as um, someone in a country that has a referendum that vote against a referendum, which is against the wishes and well-being of the nation. And why did they say they're doing it? To get back at the politicians. How ridiculously stupid stupid is it to vote against politicians which is really against your best interest not always but in, in most of the time and the number one reason they say is oh yeah I wanted to stick it to Fianna Fall or I wanted to stick it to the Tories you're sticking it to yourself and your yep. kids and your grandkids it's the most ludicrous notion ever that they, they somehow missed the point the point is so over their head and that's what's pissed me off frankly about the situation where so many players were coming out saying oh I gotta get what you got till it's gone and get a got you got and you're like going yeah brilliant well done because the only person that's actually impacting Daryl is the fans it's helping the media yep well on two points on that and I mean I completely agree with everything you've just said and that's been our stance on this pod since day one since this news story broke the person the people we were most concerned about is not the not the not the institution that is Green Bay Packers. It's been as we said before. It's it'll it was there before the quarterback. It'll be there after the next quarterback yep. when he throws his toys out of the pram. Same difference. If you want to get at anyone, get at them, right? But the players aren't getting at them because and even after all this, what's what's plainly obvious to me when you read between the lines is, and we'll go through all the things that A Rod was looking to get from his toys throwing. Um, the 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 institution that is the Packers have not backed down. So they have not lost one iota. Um, some fans may, may uh, the fans that fall on on Rogers' side, they look at it and they go, you know, oh, it doesn't look great on the institution to do things like this. Leave that mm. aside for a second. What's actually, what they've actually managed to do is they haven't got at the media because the media are feeding on this. They haven't got at the institution because they haven't backed down one iota, be that right or wrong. And yeah. on the third point, the only thing they have managed to do is split the Packers fan base right down the middle. Yeah. Um, and that's, Really, really annoying because let's face it, who's the ones out there buying all the t-shirts? Who's out there going to matches? Who's putting their time doing this sort of stuff? Me and you are. Um, and it's I don't like to see it because I think the, the players have lost sight of what it is exactly they do. Um, Rogers needs to put himself firmly back in his box and realize, uh, you know, he's and one of the comments he said, you know, like uh, I didn't realize I was just a paid employee. Oh, that's exactly what you are, mate. Um, that's exactly what all of us are that work for anybody um, on these terms. And that, know, Daryl, that's a debatable point, and we will get into that. And I do yeah, want we'll to explore it because I don't want us to come across either like we're just sort of pro Packers no matter what no. they do. But we have no. said all along, 
is that Rogers is being paid to do a job. He says that himself. He gets he's got paid handsomely yeah. to do it. There's a lot to dissect there, but I don't mean to interrupt there. But I don't want people thinking that this, you know, the podcast's going to get down the road and no, then we're just going to be like, oh, always, Aaron Rodgers is the bad guy. But isn't not, that the point though you're making, Daryl? Yeah. Is that this is more nuanced than Aaron versus the York and pick one? Yeah, I mean, both sides have valid I mean, like, points. What I don't mind about this is all of the things um, that he wants all sound eminently reasonable and they're yeah. absolutely doable. If yeah. you want to, I'm sure. Now, Tom Brady didn't get it when he was with the Patriots, but I can guarantee he gets it with Tampa. Uh, yeah. Eli Manning didn't get it um, with the Giants, but is he getting it? Did he get it afterwards? Absolutely. Like the, the point here is all of these things he was asking for, if this is what he was actually asking for, are all horrendously reasonable things. Um, but the way that this was leaked to the media, none of these things, and even all of these things rolled into one, don't, in my mind, cause this level of a bust-up. This didn't yeah. need to be this damaging. So if you look at the way, I mean, if we look at sort of the three things that he wanted, he, you know, he talked about the treatment of the outgoing veterans. To me, mm. this is a bit of a red herring um, because he lists off a load of people like Woodson. Okay, Jordy Nelson is, is a valid point, but, you know, Peppers, Matthews, Randall Cobb, you mm. know, a lot of these guys, they may have gone before their time, but a lot of them needed to go. I mean, we, we discussed this in pre-prod about your, your attitude to, you know, some of these guys. Did they, did they, were they amazing when they left? Were they at the end of their road with Packers? Not all of them. Yeah. But certainly yeah. a few of them. Yeah, well, I mean, look, that, you see, this is the point, and this is what I want to say. Do I believe that uh, the media narrative out there, maybe, you know, it's more fans where they say, oh, look, A-Rod just wants to keep his mates around. Um, and you can see that some of these are the players that he's got along with. Now, has he went out and reached out to players to fit his narrative to prove his point? Probably. Um, did they treat some of these players badly on the way out? Um, anecdotally, and from what we hear from the players, they did. So Jordy Nelson, yeah. I don't think they even offered a contract. But if they did, they offered no. a contract so low, it's actually a slap in the face. Yeah, um, more and he says, yeah it, would have, it would have been an insult for him to accept it. And I think that treatment of Jordy Nelson, to be fair, before any of this broke, that was fair enough. I see the point. Green Bay could yeah. have handled that better. Green Bay could have handled a lot of these guys leaving a lot yeah. better. And kind of like what we said, Daryl, like there's this sort of anecdotal or certainly these these ructions going around where, you know, no smoke without fire. But how much do we actually know? I don't think we yeah. ever will. No, but there is an awful lot of evidence that has gone around that Green Bay do not handle outgoing players with the respect that they feel that they deserve. Now, mm -hmm. Brian Gutekunst said in his presser, he said there's some perception out there that we sort of slight all of the players that are going out. But that's not the case because Ted Thompson tried to do it before him and Brian Gutekunst tries to do it now. Now, just because he says, oh, we do it right, does not mean they do it right. We've no. all had managers who had absolutely no clue the impact that they had with the things they said or things that they did. And they just assume that they're doing it the right way because they have that power. They don't do the exit interview and then all of a sudden you're gone, right? So we can't discount what the players are saying. Nope. But it's very clear, Daryl, isn't it, that Brian Gutekunst seems to... First off, I think A-Rod is definitely gone next year. I'm just going to say that. And here's the reason yeah. why. It's because he, <laughs> yeah, to hear where that. he turned around, and again, the body language expert, um, and I could play the drop, but I, I won't waste because we're short on time. Um, but he said that it's great that Jordan has Aaron around for another year uh, just to see whatever. So that was kind of telling to me. But it seems to me, Daryl, that... A-Rod, you know, what he wanted was pretty reasonable. He wants to sit at the table. But mm. one of the journalists said that, uh, you know, you're kind of looking at these guys and not all of them worked out. They went away and some of them suffered. And the way he came back and sort of said, yeah, well, there's circumstances there. I feel like if they were still here with me that they would have excelled. Now, he's right yeah. to that point to a large extent, right? That he yeah. is as good as advertised. However, um, he cannot just assume he's so amazing. 
so that everybody stays, that the, the Packers aren't allowed to make their point. And Gudekun said, look, we've listened to his opinion. Maybe we weren't good at communicating the fact that we took it on board. Just because he has a seat at the table doesn't mean he has the decision at the table, I think is the point. But Daryl, it doesn't look like Gudekun has effectively backed down or changed his stance. I don't think anyone really has. That, that's that's my, main, my, my main, what I took from this uh, presser was that all of these things have been taken on board, but Goody's gone. Yeah, great. We'll, we'll think about all those things and none of those things are going mm. to happen. They're going to bring back Randall Cobb. He's obviously going to use that as a bit of a face save and say, oh, I wanted Cobb back. And let's face it, he's a fan favorite. So it's a bit like, look, oh, look over here. You know? It is something though, Daryl, we have oh, to it admit is. it is. You know, It does yeah. look like some sort of a softening potentially yeah. to great. say that he's not willing to concede because we all have this hard ass attitude of, you know, Gudekunst is saying like, just, you know, back in your box, you've been paid a lot. And he's proven by bringing to the NFC Championship game. And that all of this isn't lost on A-Rod because he said it. We've oh, had tremendous not. success. Um, and Devontae, I think, said it, uh, you know, over the last hundred years, the, the Packers have been very successful. He seems to have forgot about the 70s and 80s and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, look, they, they've had ups and downs. They're not flawless, but they have had success. That kind of made Aaron Rodgers' point is what we've been saying all along. Uh, very difficult because he can say, you need to listen to me because I'm telling you. Um, and then they go, well, look at the results then. And he goes, okay, fair enough. But also, I want more of a say. And they go, that's great. But also, we yeah. don't need it because look what we've done to now. Yeah. And it's this sort of impasse and this kind of standoff, Daryl. But I will say, the Randall Cobb, though, it is kind of, maybe it's not. Maybe it's all aesthetics the way we see it. But the Randall Cobb does seem like some sort of an olive branch. Yeah, but again, Kinda. let's face this: all this exercise was going to be a bit of a face saver, and we th- we said yeah, that from the yeah. beginning that we're going to come out with something to make it look like you know Rogers had been given what he wanted, um, yeah. but it doesn't look like he has. And if they, if this is enough to soften it, that's fine. You know, he, uh, I think to, to be honest, I think all of this probably goes back. And again, I'm reading between the lines because we don't know anything really no. other than what, what's been leaked to the media. So we're kind of just talking about the stuff that we have on our lap. But I actually still think this goes right back to contract talks, and I have a feeling that A Rod wanted a commitment to him for longer than a year mm. um, and I think he realised that whilst the contract was extremely good in monetary terms it didn't tie the organisation into him for any longer than a year and yeah. I think that's I think to be honest if, if I was sitting there that's the crux because what guarantee do I have that you're not going to shelve me after a year I've none because my contract basically says I'm getting monetary gains next year and that's it um, yeah. and I have a feeling he realised you know what maybe that contract I negotiated in good faith isn't as good as I thought it was going to be and I have a feeling if they and now the other, my other point and going back to your point about do you think he's going to be there next year I don't think he will either and, and the reason for that is if you fall out with a guy from a human resources perspective um, and and let's face it it was said in the presser they have a you know him and Gooty have a professional, professional. relationship yeah. um, I have a feeling Matt LaFleur and him now will have a professional relationship you can't have everyone sitting at the table with a professional relationship um, it's going to be the three of those guys sitting around the table now it's going to be pretty bum tightening. Um, so are you going to want to work with this guy long term now after he's thrown this much of a strop about it on a very human level? Probably not. Um, yeah. So that's my concern. That was my point kind of on the last pod is that for the Packers to let it get to this point, they're obviously not scared of losing them. It's the same as in a, you know, in a romantic relationship where, you know, one of them is deemed to have the power and then he, she turns around and says, oh, if you do that again, I'll leave you. And the person goes, go on then. Yeah, so you know, yeah, it's like of yeah. mice and men. It's John Steinbeck. It's like, yeah. you know, he gives out to Lenny so much and then Lenny sort of says, I'll go up to those hills. And he's like, oh, no, no, okay, okay, okay. And Roger said that, which I found interesting, is that he said that, you know, he was telling them all this and they weren't listening. 
Um, yeah. And then when he came to them and said, I've got another job offer. Now, what does that mean? Like, he's obviously yeah. like, that makes me think that he's trying to elude that they offered him Jeopardy. Or maybe it's the Broncos talk that he knew other teams yeah. would be interested. I don't and even think they to... did. I actually think he didn't have no. anything. I think the yeah. point is, I think he was just making up this as an anecdote to try and relate to the media because, you know, obviously they don't understand the workings of his unbelievable mind. Um, and he tried to break it down to make it easy for the media do, to understand. Do you know what I think, Daryl? Do you know what I think the leverage was? I think his leverage all along because it's the only one that he had, remember, because like I said on the last pod the, the only leverage he has and the only thing he can remove and take away from the situation is himself yeah. the only thing he could have done uh, contractually legally would be is to retire um, yeah. and he'd have to stay no, retired and, the, and yeah. he leaves it up to the Packers then to sort of say well they dictate know, his legacy don't they they, they, write, the they write then, yeah. his retirement um, and I think that to be that's where it fell it fell for me in the case of he was always going to have to come back if he wanted to play yeah. uh, and I mean if he wanted to play in general um, yeah. because the, the Packers had again this contract that he negotiated in good faith had him tied up that if he wanted to play for someone else that was at the Packers' discretion, not his. Um, so I think it all really boils down to the fact that he got cold feet on a very good contract in monetary terms, mm. but in legacy terms, it didn't give him what he wanted. Now, I will say there's a lot of room here, obviously, for the organisation to take stock of this because this kind of airing of dirty laundry shouldn't happen again. Uh, like a lot of the things, a lot of the comments I was reading on a, on, a, on most of the websites you know, that, that allow comments, um, it's just fans going for each other. It's basically yeah. A-Rod is right, you know, Gudekunst yeah. is right. Uh, Mark Murphy's wrong. This is ridiculous. Um, and it's just fans killing each other. But what I will say, and the only silver lining in all this, a couple of Vikes fans chipped in to make a few comments. And one thing happened that you can expect to happen all the time, which I, I find very enjoyable, <laughs> is united. that both sides, yeah, both <laughs> sides united in destroying the poor Vikes fan. And to yeah. be fair to the Vikings fans, they were coming on really reasonable, nice things. But did they expect someone to be reasonable back? Don't be so silly. No. Don't uh, be so you're... silly. You're gonna get slapped, uh, but I think I think the thing is right. I, re- I never comment to... on these things. I never comment on these things. But I'm just gonna one more point. I was never gonna comment on these Vikings things. But I was really, really, really dying to put in the news, breaking news I just received before I start reading them about. Oh, you know, go on. The Vikings. The Vikings yeah. suck as well. Not think, as much as the Bears. Oh, Not as much as right. Bears. Not That's as much sad. as the Bears. I mean, here we go. I mean, we always we always try to keep an update we on break this. news. I mean, we break news on this podcast. Breaking news. Um, any, uh, so that's the the Bears and the Vikings. Any uh, update on the Lions there? Do you have any sort of inside sources to say how the Lions? I don't even get inside sources because they they're Outward. off the reservation. Bad. They outwardly so. They are an endangered species. Mm. I mean, and, look at their head coach. The other thing as well, do you know what actually I think was interesting? And this, and I'm not going to say this particip- precipitated it, but the books winning in the style they did and how Giannis was an absolute legend, how horrendously humble he was as a victor. Um, and I think that really, I think, I think that tweet that A-Rod put out about basically thanking everyone in the books management team, like that was a bit on the nose. And I think, I actually think that backfired on him because I think people went, hang on a minute, we've got a graceful winner. And then we've got this guy who, let's face it, hasn't didn't win much apart from MVP last year. So uh, what you got? You want to play some football? And that that great cartoon, I think, has been doing the rounds where it's basically Janice sitting on a throne, which says King of Wisconsin Sports behind him. And he has, thank you, Wisconsin. I'm humbled and honored. And then there's the A-Rod dressed as the court jester going, hey, pay attention to me. <laughs> so it yeah. did kind of pale a small bit. And I know it's only sport. I know it's only sport. We're not getting ahead of ourselves here. But still, the uh, the counterpoint between the two was pretty funny. Yeah, and I guess, look, if we tie it all up here, what it looks like to me was is because Aaron was, the only card he had was to remove himself and the Packers called his bluff 
And of course, yeah. he had to dodge it because he had no other alternative. And, and I love this thing of like, oh, you know, uh, there was a there was a meme going around and it's complete balls is, um, you know, that like I'm the captain now, you know, from that movie, uh, Tom Hanks. Um, and it shows, you know, A-Rod and Goody. And then he's saying, like, I'm the GM now. I, like, it, then you really didn't pay attention during any of these press conferences no. because he came back as if, like, he decided to come back. It's the only thing he had. But the thing is, Daryl, here's why he decided to come back. And he said it himself, is that he went around to all of the retired players. And he asked them what life was like in retirement. And he got freaked out, I would imagine. And then he was like, oh, you know, I came back and put my body on. And the way I decided I'd become competitive. Here's what happened. Uh, his only card was that I might retire. Then he started to seriously think about it or want the Packers to think he was seriously thinking about it. And then he asked people, hey, what's retirement like? And they went, yeah, it blows. So then he's yeah. like, eh, kind of want to it's go back It's a lot, a lot of golf. So then he has to save. he's not particularly good at. Well, he's actually amazing. Well, breaking news. <laughs> um, he's better than us. Um, so that's the thing. I think he looked at it, Daryl, and he realized what the reality would be. It's like when someone goes for a pay rise and they say, I'm going to go to Company X, but Company X is an absolute nightmare and they know it. And yeah. it's only a bargaining chip. And your company goes, there's no counter offer. There's nothing. And then they see you trying to save face. They obviously, yeah. you're, you're an MVP for a reason. Aaron Rodgers is an incredible football player oh, well, um, and has been for the longest time. So if your player comes back and says, right, I'm going to sort of stop doing this now and coming back at least for the year and then we'll figure it out. Um, you know, and then they'd sort of go, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, there, there is some give and take here and should the Packers organization have done it differently? It appears so because yeah. he feels like his voice isn't being heard and what he was saying was incredibly reasonable. But you can also understand from the organizational perspective that they can't, if he says keep Coomer, they're not going to go, okay. Yeah. They're going to say, okay, I hear your point. And like Aaron, and again, like what Rob Domofsky says, to us that time when Aaron Rodgers is driving in and sees everything built up and knows it's because of him. He said that in his presser. He mm -hmm. said that, they, you know, he, they said to him, do you still want to be here? And he said, oh, it's incredible being here and seeing the place develop. Usually, you know, you only see it develop when you go, but it's developed when it's here. What is he saying there? He's saying all yeah. of this success is because of me. And he's right. Yeah. I mean, the Packers' success is because of him and the coaches that went before him and the jail and all that kind of stuff. But something, as I said, and I'll always stand by this, something has happened to make the Packers adamant that they're like, we're not back in town, buddy. All right, we know what you want. We decide whether we give that to you and no no strong arming will make us do that. Um, and I don't believe for an instant, Daryl, that the Tom Brady blueprint of just giving him whatever he wants no. is a particularly clever idea for a but team But Tom to Brady didn't get that either. Like, people go on about what Tom Brady got. Yeah, he got it at Tampa because who's going to want Tom Brady? What, what did Tampa get out of that? Tampa got their Super Bowl. So, like, if you look at this sort of stuff... You, if the franchise is going to survive after a quarterback leaves and let's face it the prima donnas tend to be quarterbacks if a franchise wants to wants to survive and if the management want to have any respect from the locker room they have to put the foot down every now and again and say yeah. we have to have some kind of a line here mm. where you don't just get everything you want but and at that are they going to give them a little bit more i'd say they probably will are they going yeah. to say it in the media Hopefully not. Just keep do you it think bloody they, quiet, guys. Do you think they should, Daryl? I mean, how 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 do you look at the Packers organization in all of this? Do you, you know, do we not know enough to make that call, or do you think that there needs to be an awful lot of pride swallowing here? I don't know if we to... know enough. I think they need to maybe look. Put it this way: a couple of the things he's asking for. Let's face it: the quarterback is a very important player. Is Without he more important? Is he more important than the rest of the locker room? Probably uh, on the nose in the sense of he's going to say, "I want to throw the ball to this guy. I like throwing the ball to this guy." He knows where I'm going to throw the ball. So you, you, you're going to want to listen to that, right? Do you need him involved in every single decision the organization makes? No. Is he going to be a GM? No. But do you want him to be at the table for certain things? Probably, yeah. Uh, so what harm would it be? What, what's, where's the harm in a lot of it? Now, the thing is, what they don't want is to be strong-armed into it. Like, all of these reasonable demands made unreasonably 
They yeah. don't want to bend over for that. But if something's made reasonably, they will say to him, yeah, all right. And the problem is maybe, and I don't know, and this is me just surmising, maybe the structure in Green Bay is very, very rigid, and very, very functional. And maybe the, the lines are quite defined where management are upstairs and Rogers, you are firmly downstairs with everybody else. There's yeah. no harm in having a mezzanine level here. And maybe they just need to soften that structure up a small bit, allow him a little bit more say in these things. What harm would it do if it prevents this kind of nonsense in the future? happy days yeah and that's that's exactly my point as well i think i agree with you there look it's i understand that the organization have a job to do and the thing is is ultimately as well i mean whatever the organization decides on at least they get the blame when it all goes pear-shaped because like what someone said to rogers i mean how many people are going to come in now and they're going to go oh was that your decision to do it and if they don't work out it's the same way you know we have comms helmets yeah. You have the head yeah. coach or the offensive coordinator calling the plays. Yes, you can audible like Aaron Rodgers does probably whatever percent of the time. But ultimately, the, the at least you can still blame the coach. And that saves the players and keeps the structure on moving. Because if you have players that, like look at forwards in soccer, you know. I mean, you have a guy who can't score. He keeps blazing the ball over. You yeah. can't blame anybody but him. Because when you give him the ball, it has to work. That's not the way the NFL is structured. But I do understand, and I've said this all along is that if it's a case that you have to include Aaron Rodgers in more conversations and listen to what he has to say, you know, do it. Is there a reason yeah. why they haven't done that? Yes. Is it, the, as you said, is it that rigid structure that came down from Ron Wolf and is continuing mm. on? Maybe. I mean, maybe this is the wrong way. Maybe this is just shut your face and sit down and do what you can. Now, is that causing a bad relationship with your star player? It is. So it's up to the organization to decide whether they want to do something about it. I'm not saying that's the right decision to make. And ultimately, no. if Aaron Rodgers walks disgruntled and says, I feel like I wasn't listened to, um, and they get Jordan Love in there and it doesn't pan out, they're not going to blame Aaron Rodgers for all of that. It's going to come back on the organization. No matter how valid they felt they were, they're going to get yep. the fall for it. So yep. ultimately, it falls to them. There has to be a bit of give and take in the relationship in both ways. But I, like what you said was absolutely spot on. And I've never heard anybody phrase it like that. Is that when you demand unreasonably reasonable demands, well, then this is kind of the way it goes. And it kind of closes doors. But Gudekun says himself, Daryl, communication needs to be better. Yep. Um, but I just don't think we're, I don't think we're any further on uh, certainly publicly than we were a year ago I, I think no, I don't think so either that's my now. concern my concern is it's to just put a band-aid on it and kick the yeah. can down the road again like so I, I have a feeling Rogers is at the end of his career he's at the tail end here I don't think he's going to look more than a year here I think it'll be a case of he'll probably get a chance to renegotiate that contract on terms that will allow him to leave on his terms after a year. He can move on to someone else and have maybe, uh, he can go out to stud for a bit, maybe go to another franchise that you yeah. know will, get, will literally do what Tampa did with Brady and give him whatever the hell he wants. And that's fair enough. That's fine. Um, but you know, you've got to, if you make your bed, you've got to lie in it. So, but I would like to see, one thing I'd like to see now is, this isn't going to go away, but hopefully the media frenzy now will calm down a small bit. Yeah. He's coming back, he's playing. All of the unknowns are now, to be fair, known. Can we just go back and play in football now? I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers just put all his helmet and go play football. Uh, and let's just put try and put this behind us to the sense of it's going to come back up again in a year's time. Mm. We're going to be sitting here talking about this stuff in the off-season again next year. And we're going to have to see what, what's happening with him. Yeah, so I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, there's an awful lot to talk about. We'll be on next week uh, to go through it. But I think ultimately what this comes down to is, is it probably comes down to how the two 
parties see each other so how good it comes and Rogers feel the relationship has progressed now I know it's professional but whether they see the thawing in Aaron Rodgers and not see that kind of thing of like oh, I'll hang you to the media I'll do this that and the other and similarly on the other side if Rodgers sees that they're serious about him and if he has another MVP season if they go to the Super Bowl I think there's more of a chance of Rogers signing next year um, after a reassessment than there would have been had this yeah, not happened I think perhaps so. I because think I think true. they were kind of they were set on leaving I think Daryl and, and I think so I think go. both sides had dug their heels in and went I'm not moving well I'm not moving either so there was only one there was only ever going to be one option here and that was either going to be well two options sorry the only option for Rodgers would have been you're retired or or yeah. come back and and then attempt to leave on your terms so hopefully both sides have thawed off enough now which is again a typical negotiation tactic they both have thawed off if both of them think that they've got something out of this well then maybe that'll be enough for them to patch it up and keep the show on the road yeah, and it's really annoying when people keep trying to say pontificate and be like, oh, listen, fans, don't be angry. But we have to say it, I guess. And look, yeah, of course we have to try, be angry. Yeah, you know, to try not to strike down your, your fellow Packer fan. Or if you do have a difference of opinion, great, uh, you know, and you can go at it. Um, but just know that us as fans, no matter how close we are to the organisation, we have ha- we don't know half of it. We don't know a no, quarter of, of it. Of course um, so Oh, by the way, is, a spare yeah. thought for poor Murray Rogers because we're getting good L. Randall Cobb back. But poor yeah. Murray Rogers is going, oh, for God's sake. I know, yeah. But a uh, spare thought for the young kid but he's going to learn loads from Randall uh, we all love him yeah big, big fan on this pod exactly I love that like oh it's like we've got Randall Cobb back oh no wait we've actually got Randall Cobb back you know it's just <laughs> yeah. like uh, it's probably the Spider-Man <laughs> GIF in practice we're just pointing yeah, out yeah it really is it's going to be great but uh, yeah. anyway welcome back Randall indeed yeah absolute hero we'll wax more lyrical about that but fascinating stuff he finally speaks Rogers returns Yay. and uh, yeah Good podcast, bruh. And uh, yeah. follow him at Daryl J. Brain, me at Steve Diddy, NFL, and of course the group at UK Packers. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. See ya.